Boom, Bitcoin bounces 10% through a, a pattern and a wedge that I've been watching for, for quite a while, and it signals where we're going for the rest of crypto. This is the Alcoin Bible, so we're not going to focus on Bitcoin, but I just wanted to touch on it uh, because it is absolutely leading this market. And right now, Bitcoin is the king. All the liquidity is going to Bitcoin. And this is on the back of some seriously good fundamental news um, for 2023 that uh, BlackRock, largest asset manager on the planet, uh, is coming to Bitcoin with a spot Bitcoin ETF. At least they've gone to the SEC and previously every Bitcoin spot ETF has been refused. BlackRock being BlackRock, there's a high likelihood that it's going to be approved. We've also got overnight uh, Fidelity doing the same thing and about five others doing the same thing as well. So something definitely has changed. The winds are changing um, as well as some major news around different exchanges suddenly being greenlit and coming live right now. It's very, very clear in our eyes that this is almost like the sweeping of the broom the, uh, the sharks are picking over the carcass of FTX and they're setting themselves up to absolutely run the table in the US. So if anyone told you, if you fell for that whole business that crypto was dead, Bitcoin was dead, the US, it's all moving offshore. It's absolute nonsense because of the money that can be made in this space. It's merging. There's a ton of money that can be made. You've got the Bitcoin halving next year. People are hungry for this asset. And you'd be silly to think that the likes of BlackRock and Fidelity and others, Vanguard, all that, uh, are just going to pass on this. They're not going to do that. So they've, uh, you know, they've, they've just crushed everyone else and potentially there's some manipulation going on on the scenes. I won't get into that. But what we were kind of thinking would happen at the beginning of the year is starting to play out, that those big boys of Wall Street are coming in and they're just, again, trying to gain the full monopoly over the regulated crypto space. Now, what does this mean for everyone? Well, I think we can safely um, assume that capital is hungrily waiting on the sidelines for a rubber stamp fully regulated uh, on an off-ramp that they can be relatively assured that their money is going to be secure and, you know, an FTX-style situation isn't going to repeat. So this is just massive. It's going to bring so much capital um, to this area. Again, like BlackRock has, last time I looked, about $11 trillion under management. You know, they could have up to 20 globally. So, look, um, this gives people a vehicle to invest through a, a safe ETF. Uh, through their pension fund, through the mutual funds, um, through this, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's just going to bring in a lot of capital. And that is what matters in this market liquidity. If Bitcoin starts moving and aggressively front runs the halving, which seems to be the case, that's kind of what we're thinking. Macro issues aside, that's possible. Um, the liquidity is going to leak down into other cryptos, which we will see those returns start to come back. So that's where we're going to focus on. But I wanted to just show you this tremendous move, give you a bit of background here. It's just a chart I've been running with. Uh, you know, broke through 28,000. That 28,300, you want to see it settle above that point because that's uh, above the previous um, uh, lower high here. If we can just create a new trend here of higher highs and higher lows, then we're going to 30K pretty darn quick. All right, let's get into, um, well, you know what? I want to show you this one first. This is called Stacks. And I'm going to put this as my cherry ripe. Um, now, a lot of cryptos look pretty similar to this and pretty similar to Bitcoin, if I'm honest, where we've been in this um, you know, consolidation downtrend, if you will, um, as Bitcoin's been doing the same thing from 30,000 down to 25, 24, where it kind of settled. Uh, but most altcoins are now trying to break up out of patterns that come down to those moving averages have gone cut really, really deep. And now they're bouncing back out. Why I'm highlighting stacks? Well, stacks is tightly linked to Bitcoin right now. And that's why I want to put it as my cherry right. I want as many confluent uh, indicators or fundamental catalysts together to give you that, that higher probability, that higher opportunity that you're going to make money. And right now I'm looking at Stacks. We've been looking at it for a little while, and I think Joe did a write-up on Stacks um, not long ago, excuse me, um, where he's looking at 
how can Bitcoin grow? You know, Bitcoin ordinals is creating more mining revenue, it's creating more interest on chain. And Stacks allows a layer two solution on Bitcoin, or at least allows more utility and functionality, almost like a layer two on Ethereum. So Stacks is a really interesting proposition that it is directly linked to the value of Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin ecosystem grows, the ordinals and all inscriptions grow and, and dApps and all that start to be built on Bitcoin. Stacks is, is in a really good position to leverage that. There are other options as well, not just Stacks, but it's in a very, very good position. And it's had an incredible move, uh, you know, from these lows, you would have been, um, you know, pretty lucky to buy the exact bottom there. But, you know, you can sort of see that it comes back down and retests these similar levels, previous wicks, these highs coming in. Uh, but really nice that it's come down to that 200-day moving average. And generally, these cryptos do gravitate back towards that. They can use that in your investing as well. But this has had, from that low, a 65% move. So uh, again, Bitcoin is going to garner the lion's share of the capital. It's attaining the dominance in the crypto space. It's above 50% now, um, which it does do when it is really starting to ramp up. And the liquidity flows go through Bitcoin, through Ethereum, and then down through um, those smaller tokens, those lower market cap tokens. So just remember that, that Bitcoin is the market leader, is going to run. So again, partnering up with those catalysts and those uh, narratives is really, really important. Now, Stacks here, it's had a really great move, like I said, it's punched through all these moving averages, it's even punched through this volume support. I'd just be a little bit cautious entering here. I want to see some closes, um, you know, above this area and above this 100 moving average. Generally, these moves can trap a few people buying in late or trying to long or, you know, whatnot. This to me just sort of you know, looks like you, you can find opportunities lower. So if we go from the bottom of the impulse uh, with the Fibonacci retracement, I'd be looking at, you know, buying down. Uh, this area here, 66 cents, if we can get there, or even if you're lucky, you know, 62. That kind of area presents a lot of value to me. Um, also, potentially 68 um, around this little high over here in these previous weeks. So they're the kind of areas you want to look for those entries if you're looking to acquire stacks. But this is a really good time to look at these altcoins because now you know Bitcoin's got a catalyst. The ecosystem's looking a bit stronger. There's a bit of a foundation there. You know the capital's likely going to start to come back in. And now the altcoins are beginning to rip through those moving averages, giving you that confidence, retaining some of these levels. When you see that, that confidence support in the altcoins, um, it's a higher or less risky play to start to move in capital when the market's trying to improve. You can look at you know buying at all these lower levels. Um, that is absolutely something you can do because the reward is really great. You just don't know whether Stacks is going to stop here or continue. There's always higher probability, especially in a lower liquidity environment like a bear market, but wait for these kind of moves where you can see a clear trend break uh, and then you're sitting on top of these areas. All right, um, let me move over to uh, Optimism because it is my one to watch today and it is reloading on me great as it sometimes does. Uh, but why I wanted to bring up optimism is I could easily have it my cherry ripe, but I think it's still one to watch because we're still a little bit cautious on um, altcoins just, just generally right now, those ones that are sort of lagging. But I'm, I'm looking at this, it's almost before a move. So I wanted to show you guys this one to watch. And because it recently had some fundamental news about Binance looking to build a layer two solution on on optimism, which generally, if this was a more bullish market, that news would have made optimism absolutely blitz. But it hasn't, probably as well around the, the bit of cloud around Binance as well. But I'm just looking at optimism. There's a bit of noise on this chart, but it is optimism is essentially fully retraced down to this previous level before the pump uh, in January all the way up here. You know, it's come all the way back down, retraced the whole thing. And you see this downtrend, these highs, these lower highs, continuing to get lower, wicking to that 20 uh, and now it is actually broken out of that trend. I want to see the close above this line 
and now it's above the 20. But I think optimism is really looking good here for, uh, you know, if we can get above this volume support, I think we can get to that, was it the 50, 15% move and then 32% move at the top of this range. I mean, th there's the sort of gains you can look for uh, in these types of setups. And I'm looking at the RSI, looking at the MACD, looking at the momentum, it all looks really, really good. So optimism's absolutely on my cards. And this is the kind of area you want to look at accumulating when it comes back down to maybe the 20 or on top of this, you know, trend line. I wouldn't want it to see it drop, you know, any lower than that. You could manage your risk, but absolutely on the cards for mine. Um, you know, what's that? Or dollar twenty-six, uh, dollar thirty-two. So not too far away from where we are now. All right. Um, and I don't particularly have much of a danger zone this week. I'm probably just going to show you another one to watch here. Um, but just generally across the board, and this can apply to you know a, a lot of these cryptos, and, and you know maybe I'll just pick a, a, a danger zone just off the bat. But something like a Litecoin, I want to put in a Wonder Watch as well, um, and goes hand in hand with what I was saying with Stacks. Um, Stacks is running with the Bitcoin narrative because the liquidity is in that, that token right now. But something like a Litecoin, which has the the huge narrative of the Litecoin halving coming up in less than 50 days hasn't had that you know, pre-halving run that we're so accustomed to. So I think we really need to watch this because it could surprise us. If Bitcoin is suddenly showing strength, you're going to be seeing some of these coins with those narratives and that relative strength that we've been seeing previous really start to run hard. So I think Litecoin is absolutely one to watch. It's had a, a kind of a nice bottoming pattern down here, almost like an inverse head and shoulders break up, rip through the 50. It's now testing the top of the range here at 82. Um, I definitely think sellers are going to re-engage in this area, but I, you know, I think this is just primed to move back up to 85 and then contend with this March broader pattern. If you can break back into that, then I think we're going back to high 90s, if not 100 plus for the halving. And that, that's as long as Bitcoin continues to make its move up to 30. So I wanted to bring that up. There was um, yeah, another note of caution, I think. Just Okay, let's just say Dane Zone. I'm, I'm bullish on AGIX as the AI um, sort of narrative token. There are others that you can go for as well. But I just want to um, tell everyone, just calm down on some of these moves because this is a really big impulse and the like on the, the altcoins are just reinflating really, really fast. Look out for stuff like this. Now, again, I'm bullish on this in the, in the mid to longer term sense, but just in the shorter term, we've just got these higher peaks. And I love the, the positive trend. You've got the highs, um, higher highs and these higher lows. However, you can see that AGX is running into pretty serious um, volume resistance above, and it's now running into the 50 on the four hour. It's also running into resistance on the daily in terms of a larger moving average, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's hit the 20 on the nose. Uh, and we're seeing the RSI, especially on the four hour, if you go down to these lower levels, look for those momentum indicators, you can start to see momentum begin to trail off a little bit. So I'm just a little bit cautious and I'd put AGX as my danger zone example, but a lot of cryptos do look like this. Yeah, this sort of thing. So you've got, it comes up, grabs liquidity in there, there's lots of sellers engaging in there and the RSI is trying to roll over here. Um, so that's not great. I would expect a pullback to this cluster of moving averages down here, you know, lower 20. So uh, AGX can be my danger zone for this week. Just broadly, all the altcoins look really, really good, um, you know, as a relief. So none of them really look like they're just going to, you know, roll over another 10, uh, roll over 10%, but they're just coming into resistance now. And we're going to see a bit of a pullback um, across the board. That is unless Bitcoin goes to 30 plus pretty quick. So guys, hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's exciting to have the markets, you know, in a more positive state. Again, it, it can be a little bit, you know, deflating when it's just constantly down, but that is how psychology of these markets works. It just continues to grind you down. And uh, the only people that are left are the sophisticated investors that are positioning and they can see that longer term vision and they see value when it drops into zero versus 99% of people who just run for the door when it starts to roll over. So guys, hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you again next week. Bye.